Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Uh, welcome, welcome to Back Chat. Welcome to Yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. My name is Christine Jaregi Berry. For those of you who don't know me, um, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Thank you so much if you're watching this live, if you're here live. Um, then feel free to use the, the chat box today. Ask me any questions. I do have a topic. I will be talking about S-curve scoliosis. Um, but take this opportunity to, to ask me any questions. I don't have an interview guest today, so I've got time basically to read your questions and um, to, to go through them and, and help as much as I can. Obviously, Disclaimer, I am not a doctor, I am not a medical professional, I am a yoga. I have got scoliosis myself, I've been living with it um, for my whole life, basically it's always been a topic in my life and um, since becoming a yoga teacher I've really specialized in this area and have helped hundreds of, of people now all over the world really thanks to the internet and Zoom, um, we can actually connect you know, all over the world. And um, I had someone today on Instagram asking me, can you do a, um, in Australia, can you do a private, can you do a one-to-one -one session with me? And I said, yes, we can, we can do this via Zoom. Yes, okay, there's quite a bit, uh, a big time difference, but we'll make it work. So isn't that amazing? So Laura is saying hi, hi, Laura. She's saying, um, bring it up here. She's just to, you know, that I'm not making up. She is saying lovely class today. Thank you so much, Laura. Um, yes. So those of you who don't know, I've got now a regular yoga for scoliosis class. Um, hi, Tatiana. Good morning. Um, uh, every Wednesday before this, so at 2 p.m. my time, so two hours before. And um, it's been really nice, actually. So I'm keeping the group small-ish. Um, I don't want too many people because then it's a little bit difficult to, to keep track on um, what everyone is doing and just making sure that everyone is okay and everyone is safe. Um, but I've been really enjoying it. And um, yes, today we've been focusing on the shoulders. So we've done some shoulder strengthening there. Um, but usually we, we kind of, we work our way through the body. We, we do a little bit of everything. Um, but very, very much a beginner's friendly class. There are people that are more experienced. In my opinion, you always find something, um, no matter what level the class is, um, you know, even if you're very, very experienced, there's always something you can discover. And it's really a great way to take some time out during your day. So I know some of you are coming during their lunch break to the yoga practice. Some of you, for some of you, it's the morning, might be a good time to start the day. So, some of my regulars are here. Uh, we've got 
Ellen is saying hello and we've got Vaishnav is saying hello. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Um, so yes, what else has been happening? I had my first one-to-one -one in person session for I, I don't even know. I can't even remember when the last time was. I think it was in August. Ridiculous, right? How long ago? So yes, so in the UK. We're now finally allowed to do these sort of things again. Um, so it was really, really nice to to have someone there in, in person. And yes, Zoom works great. And some things work better on Zoom than they do in person. Like, for example, you can take screenshots, <laughs> which you cannot do when you when you have an in-person class. Um, but it was nice to to connect in a in a different way again. Okay, we've got uh, someone saying, very sad I missed the class today. I will do it later on catch up. Yes, absolutely, you can. Good. Uh, Vaishnav is going straight in there. He's, he or she, tell me, is saying, is hanging in gymnastic ring good for scoliosis? This is such a good question, right? And I will answer this before I'm going to go into my S-curve talk. Um, because I did actually do an Instagram post uh, fairly recently about this kind of hanging situation. Because we're being told that traction, uh, generally, meaning elongation with a little bit of pull, um, is actually good and can be useful for scoliosis. However, if you've got uh, hypermobility and your joints don't really support this, this might not be a good idea. So I would say to that, I would say to that question is, is it depends on your body, to be honest, if you are somebody who's super flexible, and, uh, you know, you can do something like this and bring the thumb all the way towards the um, towards the the forearm here, those of you are just on audio, I'm bending my thumb in towards the towards the arm, that's one of the, the tests to check hypermobility. If you are super flexible, then I wouldn't recommend hanging, uh, really like free hanging anywhere. So um, then I would recommend more the option that I was showing on Instagram, which is where I was, I was holding a chin up bar, but I actually had my hips um, seated down on a on an elevated chair with a block um, and get some get some traction that way. So traction, basically to answer your question, traction is good free hanging only if your joints can support this. If not, um, then the, there are other options of working with this. So hoping that this answers your question. Well, thank you very much for that. Good. So we are talking about S-curve scoliosis today. So just to clarify this topic, obviously, what so S-curve scoliosis is, gets, is this term that gets thrown around quite a lot. And a lot of people, they the first thing they say is, oh, I've got S-curve scoliosis. And then I usually say, well, that that's not enough information. I need a little bit more than that. Um, but let's go into this. So basically, when you have an x-ray taken um, by a doctor from the front, usually they take it from the front, sometimes from the back. And the, the spine has roughly the shape of an S then it's usually called an S-curve scoliosis. Um, 
as far as I know, this is not really a very technical term, even though that a lot of even though a lot of health professionals use this term. And um, I'm guilty of this because I sometimes name my videos after I say S-curve scoliosis. But really, there, there is too much difference and there's too much variation there of what this could actually be. So I have written down, I've, I've got five points for you um, about S-curve scoliosis that I would like for you to uh, have in mind when you're kind of when you're choosing your exercises, when you're choosing your activities and when you choose how you feel about your scoliosis. And yes, it is a choice. Um, good. So Tatiana is asking, she's asking, is down dog pose good for scoliosis? And yes, we will be talking about some movements as well. I like downward dog for scoliosis because, you know, as I was saying earlier with attraction, traction in general is, is good. Um, it's a good idea. It's lengthening. But as with everything, it depends on how you do it, right? So sometimes I see downward dogs that go a little bit pear-shaped. Um, and especially if somebody has also a hyperkyphosis, so this rounding in the in the upper back, so kyphoscoliosis. Um, there's too many things that can go wrong in a way, and that can sometimes put a lot of pressure onto the upper body. However, if you are, you know, very, very fit and flexible um, in, in that area, um, then you might be able to do a downward dog really, really well and get the traction, get that lengthening out of it. So generally, nice pose. Is it for everyone? No, absolutely not. Um, but that's with everything, right? I was comparing it to food last last week. Was nice. So you know, if you're having, if you're, if you generally don't have any problems with peanuts, then they are great for you. But if you have a peanut allergy, uh, not so good. Right. Okay. So we've got another question here. Vaishnav is asking, I have an S-curve and I have asymmetrical front chest. Is it normal with scoliosis? So front of the chest looks slightly different on the right and on the left. That's what I understand from this. So let's go into this a little bit more. So I did draw some pictures here. So those of you who are on audio, I'm going to talk you through it. But basically, I've given you uh six different variations and i just did this very quickly to be honest of what an s curve scoliosis could look like or um, these are the sort of things that would would have been probably been called an s curve scoliosis but you can see first of all they can actually look like an s which is only this one here down here so like a written s and that would be a left thoracic right lumbar curve because we're looking at it from the back but all the others are the other way around. They will still be called S-curve scoliosis by your doctor, most likely. I've seen it in, in medical reports all the time. Now you can see that there is quite a big difference. So some of them are more severe, some of them are less, some of them have got more of a curve in the thoracic, some of them have got almost no curve in the thoracic and then more in the lumbar. Um, some of them have like one long curve and then a little compensation, but they're all called S-curve scoliosis, right? And again, I've, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of people um, 
And some patterns are similar. I see, you know, when I ask in class and, and you know, right thoracic left lumbar is usually the most common pattern that, that comes up. But how this exactly looks like is very, very unique. So this could, this could be uh, manifest itself in, in very, very different um, areas. Now, this, what I've drawn here on, on my whiteboard is obviously two dimensional. So I'm only showing that there's a sideward curvature going to one side and then going to the other side. What I haven't shown and what is difficult to show is the, that rotational aspect of of the scoliosis. So if you think about, for example, in your thoracic, if you have a curvature going to the right, your ribs will also be rotated. So your your right um, rib cage or your ribs will be turned towards your, your right. So the right ribs will be going back and the left ribs will be going forwards. Now, obviously, if this has an effect on the back of the body, it also has an effect on the front of the body. And um, again, very, very common is that one chest is bigger than the other with scoliosis. And that's just because, uh, especially with um, uh, adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, so when it's developing in the teenage years, when they're still growing, when we're still growing, the breast tissue will adapt to that space that is around there. So yes, to the answer to your question is um, yes, that's that absolutely that um, that can definitely show up in one chest looking differently and one maybe a little bit sunken in and the other one a little bit more out. The shoulders that one is rolled forwards, the other one isn't. One is higher, the other one isn't. Um, so definitely something that does come up. Okay. So that was that was one major thing. Basically, that was my point number one. They're not all the same, right? There are so, so many different variations. So Laura is asking, which pose do you think is best for releasing and relaxing hips, considering an S-curve with main curve in the left side? Um, So I'm thinking about this. <laughs> um, so obviously, again, so now we're talking about the lower body, right? So we've gone kind of what's going on in the upper body. Let's talk about that S part in the lower body, which will be in the lower spine, in the lumbar spine. And because of this rotational aspect of the of the of the scoliosis so we talked about the ribs moving to the right now in the in the lumbar if you have a left lumbar curve this will obviously be the opposite there are many ribs there in the in the lumbar in the waist in the lumbar spine but um all the the muscles and and the tissues are still creating that rotation or that kind of uh, molding itself around the spine so that rotation will also be present in the lumbar spine, basically, from the spine, but also from the tissues. That means everything, pelvic floor, and, and I did a, a chat actually with uh, Sarah Parker about pelvic floor issues, big part, you know, of your pelvis, obviously, very important part as well. 
um, psoas muscles. So your part, part of them are the, the hip flexors, but they, they attach to um, the very top of the lumbar spine and then they go over the front of the hips and then touch to the um, insert into, attach or insert one of them into the inner thighs. Um, so obviously they have, uh, they can be out of balance. They can, you know, have, carry some differences in them. Uh, the pelvis itself can be rotated. Um, and generally being pulled over to the to the side. So this is just to say, first of all, yes, there, there can be tension. <laughs> now you're obviously asking, how can I release this? So again, I would I would need a little bit more information. But for example, uh, if, if, if it's the hip flexors that you're talking about, so the front of the hips, what I love is um, Viparita Karani. So you're lying on your back with the legs um, on the wall, for example, just simply lying flat on the ground. I think that's a really, really lovely way to, to release the hips. Um, generally with hips, I'm a little bit, I've gone a little bit more conservative over the years. So I used to do a lot of stretching, but I don't do that much anymore. So I do to release, I do like gentle, small movements and then kind of softening, opening rather than big stretching. But obviously if you are a kind of a generally very tight and muscly person, then you might benefit benefit from things like pigeon pose as well. But most of most of us and uh, yeah don't really have that problem. And I I find that a lot of people that have scoliosis are also hypermobile. So um, for them, I would more kind of suggest some restorative poses like Viparita Karani, for example. Um. Good. So Elizabeth is saying, I've been noticing front chest discomfort lately too. Would love some hip tips, <laughs> some hips, some tips. Um, yes. So front chest, I mean, what I'm imagining is uh, maybe something around the shoulder and that could be kind of the, from the closing up yeah, of the, uh, well, or on the right, on the thoracic. So it depends. I would need a little bit more info on that. Um, but if there is again if there's tightening you might want to first of all kind of look at the at the mobility if if there is the same amount of mobility and we've been doing that in class today quite a lot we've we've worked on mobility of the shoulders but we're also worked on strengthening right so we're also worked on um we we used a, a yoga strap to create some a little bit of tension on that strap to activate the shoulders and just supporting the shoulder joints um, a little bit better. And also this kind of brings out some of the, the imbalances as well. And it just highlights and, and then we can then we can work with it. But yes, the uh, the pecs can be tight, obviously. So you might want to do a little bit of gentle kind of chest opening, but I wouldn't do kind of a big back bend, maybe just rolling up a towel, for example, or rolling up a blanket and then lying over it and then the arms out to the sides to get a little bit of a stretch here across the across the chest. But again, I would need a little bit more um, info. Good. So 
fascinating and never knew breast tissue, etc., would be affected by scoliosis. Yes, I mean, you know, everything, um, really the whole body arranges itself around the, the spine. So um, huge effects. I have a bigger left lumbar curve and smaller right thoracic curve and kyphosis. Currently, my pain is all in my mid upper left side. Any suggestions of how to release this area when sore and tight? Um, so I'm just going to assume a few things about you because I'm I I don't I don't think we know each other. Um, so it it depends. So if you are very young, if you are in your in your twenties, I would approach this differently um, to what I'm going to suggest basically so you might have to you might have to tell me if I'm going the wrong way but there's a lot of factors obviously involved when I recommend poses and when I recommend different exercises but generally if you're telling me there's a hyperkyphosis and remember if it's only on one side so if you look at yourself on uh, from one side and you have a kyphosis but from the other side you don't then I wouldn't call this a hyperkyphosis, right? So it's just something to bear in mind. Okay, so uh, she's saying 30. Okay, lovely. Thank you for that. Um, so I would probably start with a little, little bit of kind of mobilization in the thoracic. If you actually have a kyphosis, then that might be a good kind of way to start to, to get some movement into the thoracic area. Um, and then, um, so you're saying, oh, it's just on one side. Okay. So I would be careful then with, with kyphosis, right? Hyperkyphosis, um, is, is slightly different there. It would be a complete rounding of both sides. Um, so that's, that's very different. So remember just if you're treating kyphosis and it's only on one side, then that might not be so good for the other side, but generally, um, simple things that you can do to kind of release this tension around the around the mid back. I would do a little bit of mobilization, as I said, some some movements in the thoracic, and then I might do things like traction, like what we we um, talked about in the beginning. So, for example, um, I'm not such a fan of free hanging, as I said, because of people that might be hypermobile. But for example using a chin-up bar. So again, you can look on my Instagram um, at yogaberry.scoliosis where I've got a little video about this. So I have the chin-up bar here kind of up a little bit higher than my head and then I'm sitting back into a chair and giving myself some traction this way and lengthening through the spine. So that can be a nice way to um, release the shoulders. But come to my class on a Wednesday. Um, so then I can give you a little bit more um, input maybe. And we will go through lots of different movements and movements that are safe and, and kind of addressing all of these things. Good, sorry, I've been, um, I'm trying to read all of them, making sure I'm not missing anything here. So uh, Vaishnav is saying my present height is 165 centimeters with scoliosis, degree 60 and 50. So that's quite a severe scoliosis. Um, 
I'm 16 and my classmates are taller than me. Is there any hope that I can increase my height? Okay, so 16, I would imagine you're not growing anymore. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just assuming here. Um, yes, so is there any hope that I can increase my height? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm it's, it's very, very difficult to say, but it looks like a fairly balanced, or it sounds like a fairly balanced curve, meaning it's almost similar degrees going to the right and it is going to the left. Um, but yeah, I would, I would make sure you've got some scoliosis specialists on hand, because again, this is quite a severe curvature. So make sure you're you're, you've got a physio who looks after you. You've got someone, you know, who can who can help you with with some movements there. Um, but things that you can do on your own without having someone else um, kind of be there all the time is things like uh, you know plank poses, but balanced. I would probably just for you um, have you with both both hands down rather than you can do side plank. Just make sure you do it fairly evenly on, on both sides. Um, lots of strengthening at this age. I wouldn't work a lot on mobility because you probably don't need it. Again, just assuming without knowing you at all. Um, okay, so you're saying the doctor saying you still have some growth. Okay, so, okay. Um, I don't know what they have suggested, obviously, but um, I would hope that they have suggested some treatments for you. Um, and usually by that sort of curvature, you would probably be offered a brace. That might be a little bit late. Um, but yeah, make sure that you stay strong swimming, um, some weight training if you, if you do it you know, mindfully and, and uh, don't overdo it, um, but generally, upper body strength, core strength, really, really important. Okay. Um, Chai is saying, my left lower ribs rotate outwards. What are the best poses for de-rotating the spine? Okay. So, good question. So, let's come back to my S-curve scoliosis. We've got a little bit distracted, um, but we know there's different kinds here, and we know that with the rotation, so the right ribs are moving back for a right thoracic curve, the left ribs are moving forwards, right? So that's why you have those ribs sticking out. Now, the pattern might be opposite for you, of course. So what can you do to derotate? Could you just twist the other way that would be nice right if you can just reverse the twist basically um usually that's not kind of the first approach um just because there's if you have an s-curve scoliosis don't forget that somewhere else in the spine you're twisting the other way below and above probably this curvature so that you're probably making going further into your rotation when you kind of twist to the side. Now, twisting can feel quite nice to release some tension, and I use it for that, and to kind of, to especially if someone is really stiff and doesn't have a lot of movement, we work a little bit on that. Um, but generally, if you think about correction or uh, improvement of posture, of balance, 
I would think about more lengthening up. And then maybe also what, what is very interesting, what I found very um, beneficial, I also have left front ribs sticking out. Think about what's happening at the back of those, those left ribs, right? So there is an area which is really squashed at the back. So can you think about creating some space there? And maybe just even bring your hand to your back into that area where you, at the front you've got the ribs sticking out. Can you breathe into this area to fill it up a little bit more? And then you will already feel maybe that those ribs at the front are settling down. Okay, good. Thanks so much. I worked during the day, but have been considering joining the Monday classes. Yes, yeah, so Monday is a, uh, a general um, yoga class, which you're very, very welcome to, to come and join as well. Obviously, it's not scoliosis specific, but I do have lots of students that have scoliosis in the, in the class as well. Right, let me go back because I missed Tatiana here. I follow on YouTube Hannah Grace Fitzgerald, and she has videos with exercises for scoliosis. I would like that you watch them and let us know, do you like this exercise or not? I like your explanation. Thank you. Um, okay. You're giving me some homework, Tatiana, on you. Um, I've been forced this week as well to watch my own videos again, which was a little bit like, ooh, I don't like that. Because uh, guess what? I'm learning all the time as well, right? So if there's a video that I recorded three years ago, uh, I'm not always convinced that I would still do it the same way, right? So I also have to go through my own videos and have a little look of what's going on there. And um, but that's just the way it is. So I will I will write that down. Um, I will have a look at at her videos. And if you have a specific one that you want me to look at, then then let me know. Um, then I can do that. I haven't heard of her. So. That's interesting. Um, lovely. So we've got Tay asking, do you believe in scoliosis surgery? I'm 21 and have prevented surgery, but I'm tired of having my ribs stick out. Oh, um, sometimes surgery is necessary and sometimes surgery is done because, because the scoliosis could progress so much um that it would actually be life threatening and that vital organs would be um would be threatened or or involved so do i believe in surgery yes absolutely i believe in surgery sometimes it is the only way right and uh, there's been there are lots of people that i've worked with who have had surgery and um they they are very very happy that they've gone through it, right, that they have done this, but also know that it's not the end of the journey. So just because you've had surgery, um, it doesn't mean that the scoliosis is gone. I mean, the surgeries are very good nowadays. So nowadays, they, they do a lot of correction. But in, in my experience, um, the imbalances can can still be there, right. So and and especially the the rib um, deformation. I don't like that word, but you know, the, what isn't quite symmetrical cannot always be completely solved with 
the spinal surgery. So I would I would get as much information as possible and maybe also think about, well, explore other options. And, you know, there might be other things that are possible in terms of exercise, movements, yoga, breathing, um, that might give you a little bit more balance as well. Good. So Jane is asking, do you think Feldenkrais method is helpful for scoliosis? I'm not too familiar with it. I was, I, I'm all, I've always been intrigued and I always wanted to learn more about it, but I, I don't know enough to be honest to in, in order to comment, but I know a lot of people that I admire that have gone through Feldenkrais training. I don't know if that helps. Um, so yeah, sorry, I can't really comment any more on that. Good. So shall I go back to my points? <laughs> um, so what I wanted to say as well, it, curvatures, just in general, curves are actually a good thing at the end of the day. So let's just keep this in mind when we're talking about the structure of the spine and uh, we can, you can, uh, we can compare this to a Roman arc kind of um, in terms of stability, we need the curvatures. Now I'm not talking about the curves looking from the back. I'm looking, I'm talking about the curves when we look from the side, right? So when you look at somebody from the side, there is an inward curve in the lower back and there's an outward curve in the upper back. And in my experience, if people have those curves, they are happy and uh, they don't have any pain. If they don't have those curves, or if they have too much of that, especially the thoracic, the kyphosis, then they might get back pain. But in general, bear in mind that the body is very clever, so it adjusts itself. And the same is with scoliosis. So I have found if somebody has an S-curve scoliosis, which kind of looks like, like this one here, for example, it's very balanced, right? The thoracic, even though it's quite a big curve, the thoracic is pretty much the same as the lumbar. And those people, in my experience, have the least amount of problems. They're quite balanced here in the shoulders. Um, they can move around fine. They're, overall, there's harmony, there's balance. Um, so that's just something, just because you have a bigger curvature, which brings me to that, to the next point as well, is it doesn't mean that you have more problems or have more pain. So overall, it's the harmony, um, it's the overall mobility, uh, in terms of pain. And I've talked about it a few times already, but my last, I really enjoyed my last talk about um, pain as well. I'm checking when this was uh, managing scoliosis back pain. It was called, oh, it's already two months ago. But I did talk about the, um, you know, some, some, the neuroscience behind it as well. And, and emotions, um, our mental state, stress, have got a huge effect on how we feel in our bodies as well. So it's not just scoliosis it's not just the curves good so those were the three points number four um 
and I did it. I really had lots of fun today on, on Instagram. So I made a new video there and talking about the, or showing the different approaches and how confusing it can be, right? If you get conflicting information, do this, do that, don't do this, only do, do that, right? This is dangerous. Don't do that at all. Um, you should, every day, you should be doing this. There is no one approach. This is just a life lesson, unfortunately, um, and that I'm learning every day as well. There is not one truth. There's not one approach that works for everyone all the time. And we have all tried, right? And there's, you know, many very clever people and loads of books and there's ongoing research um, and all of that. But we are too individual at the end of the day. So there's too many different factors for just one single thing to fix a problem. There's always different different points of views and, and, and different approaches. And as the curves are so individual, that, again, that is not the only factor. It depends on how old are you? Are you still growing? Um, have you gone through menopause? Um, have you had children? Um, how are you know? Are you are you smoking? Are you? How's your general health? How much uh, sun do you get? Um, vitamins, uh, all of this. You know, how much sleep do you get? How much stress do you have? All of these are factors that can influence our our health and our scoliosis as well. Okay, so Jackie is asking, I know you've already spoken about traction free hanging, but what about inversion tables? Sorry if you mentioned already and I missed it. Um, so Jackie, inversion tables is my, um, and I haven't actually been on one, but I know what they look like and I know I haven't experienced myself basically, but it, it's, it's a little bit, uh, less than free hanging right because you are actually on that on that table so you get a little bit of of traction i think that can be that can be quite useful but again it depends on the individual and um for some people they really can't stand the pressure into into the into the head for example so you know for those or if you have any problems with your eyes i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend this at all um, but generally, uh, I quite like being upside down personally, also because my main curvature is a lumbar curve. So actually my thoracic is the straightest, oh, my neck and my thoracic are the straightest bits of my spine and the, it's a, it's the lumbar and the hips, which are wonky. Um, so I quite like being upside down because then I feel like the base is actually a little bit more balanced. Um, so again, it depends on the person. If you are hypermobile, again, probably not. I wouldn't recommend it. But if your joints generally support this, if you if you have lots of support around your your joints, um, then this might be quite a good option. Okay, Elizabeth is saying I didn't re realize you're on Instagram too. Looks like a lot of helpful info. Yes, do make sure that you follow me on there because I always post like little either photos of a pose or little shorter videos with tips with um, with different yoga poses to try. 
Um, it is overwhelming trying to individualize treatment. I appreciate your awareness of all the factors involved. Yes, it is. And it, it is very, very difficult. And, you know, the more I learn, to be honest, um, <laughs> the more I realize how complicated it is. And I've really, I've started with just creating YouTube videos and mainly of my own practice. So bear this in mind when you're watching my videos um, that I'm sharing my own personal practice there. Um, but then the more I learned and the more I worked with people, I realized how <laughs> individualized this actually is and how complicated it is. So nowadays I much prefer uh, working either one-on-one -on -one pe with people or um, or doing like a small group class. So um, yeah, and you know, my online courses, usually I limit the numbers as well because it's, you know, this it's, it's so many different things, obviously, that are going on there. Lovely. So Candice is saying thank you for the wealth of information. So oh, thank you so much. Um, yes, I do believe in sharing. And I, I believe that if you find something that works, it's your responsibility to share it. It might not help everyone, but it might help even one person, right? And then that's amazing. Okay, so we talked about, obviously, so we talked about not all the curves are the same. Some curves are good. They provide us with support and structure. Um, just because you have a bigger curve doesn't mean that it's necessarily painful. And number four, there is not one approach that works for everyone. Number five is the last point <laughs> for today. Um, and we did talk about this already. You, you really need to understand your structure and you need to understand the three-dimensional aspect of your scoliosis if you really want to get into detail. Now, having said this, a lot of people go through life and they don't even realize that they have scoliosis because they never have any problem. I had someone um, in a one-to-one -one session this week and she said... Um, she, she was she was in her 60s and she only realized a, a couple of years ago that she actually had scoliosis and she had had it her whole life because the doctor said it's, it's actually um, idiopathic adolescent scoliosis. So, um, yeah, some people do not have any any problems for for a very, very long time. But a lot of people do and and a lot of times kind of menopause type of time is, is when things are usually getting worse and it's a little bit of a wake-up call sometimes for people that they then have to start and do things and if you do then it is important that you understand that it's not just a simple oh because I'm curved this way I just bend the other way it, it doesn't quite work like that because of that rotational aspect because of all the compensations whenever you t twist or turn to one side somewhere else in the spine you probably turn to the other side so there is so much more um, going on there but general movement is is really really good again have a look on my on my youtube channel um, don't go back too far <laughs> um, 
but yeah, the most recent videos go on my Instagram. There's plenty of things on there that I'm sharing. And yeah, you can always join me for a group session on a Wednesday or get in touch for a um, for a one-to-one -one session. So thank you so much, everyone, for this. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed all your questions. And um, I hope that this was helpful. Next week, I'm going to talk about daily living activities. So we're going to talk about sitting, sleeping, standing, carrying, um, and moving generally. So I hope you, you can join me for that. And um, yes, otherwise, thank you so much for listening. And I talk to you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five-star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.